0: It's time for another episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my company, Blue Spruce Holdings, who finds passive investment opportunities for accredited investors. For more information, go to realbluespruce.com.
1: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies, brought to you by realbluespruce.com.
0: Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, your win-win maker, and today with Kevin Easterly. Kevin Hello. owns cashflowingassets.com and uh, you can find him at cashflowingassets.com. And if you want to reach him, it's Kevin at cashflowingassets.com. So I met Kevin at a Rod Cleef event. I'm in a mastermind group with Rod Cleef, and Kevin's doing some big things. Uh, he's always wearing that 10X hat so those of you who are watching can see it. And uh, for those of you who are listening, you can visualize it. He's always got that 10X hat he does have a franchise here in Colorado where I live and actually less than two miles from my office. So I know right where he is and, but he doesn't live here in Colorado. He actually lives, you live in Vegas, right? Or is California? It, oh my gosh. So you own in Vegas, Arizona and Colorado, but you live in California. Very, right. very interesting. Love it. So one thing that's unique about kevin something that we don't always have on the show is people that actually buy their own properties what a thought uh and what we what we have a lot of is creative financiers who uh, utilize a strategy called syndication in uh, kevin's own experience he's planning on going into syndication but he already has over He's had well over $9 million. He has $9 million now. What was it up to when you owned that 57 unit? 13. Wow. All right. So he
1: sold for five, yeah.
0: He had $13 million without even syndicating, uh, so well over 100 doors, and so there's a lot that we can learn from him. So I just kind of want to get into his background and learn a little bit. Kevin, tell us, why did you get into real estate in the first place?
1: Uh, I actually got into it because my brother was started, started off with it or with me. He, um, he was doing fix and flip single families. And then he started buying fourplexes and I started asking him what he was doing and walked around with them on the job and figured out what everything he was doing. And I'm like, let's get in the fourplexes. And then I didn't know how to get in the apartment game. So I kept doing fourplexes thinking that's all I knew. And then I started learning about apartments through, you know, people that teach how to do apartments as far as like Grant Cardone, 10X guy. And that helped me get to the next level and break through that next barrier.
0: Okay, so that's what made you want to get into apartments. So what was the what was your first step there?
1: Going with the fix and flips and walking around and learning the business of how to rehab a property.
0: Okay? But when you decided to get into larger multifamily besides the fourplexes, what was your first action step toward getting into like the the 57 that you bought?
1: Um, to go get a partner that was qualified to be on the loan on a 57 unit, that's the biggest thing. You know, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you should go get a partner that knows what he's doing and get on that loan with him. Once I had that checkbox on the Freddie Mac loan, then I could go get my own loan after that.
0: Great. I love it. So you, you utilize somebody else's um, experience to get that fast. How did you find the person?
1: Through a lender, a hard money lender that my brother was using, and he recommended this guy that was doing apartment investing.
0: Very, very cool. How'd you reach out to him?
1: My brother did the reaching out on that one. I'm okay, not really okay. sure. Probably a phone call.
0: What, what year did you buy the 57? That was the first one that you purchased. What year was first that? That's big one. Yeah.
1: That was 15, Okay. late 2015. Okay. Recently.
0: Great. So a little over three years. Yeah. So far. And um, then you got into a 42 unit. You and your brother were able to do that without anyone else.
1: Correct. That was because we had the experience on the first deal because we signed on the loan and now we had the loan experience so we can go buy that second one just ourselves.
0: Yep. Yep. I love it. So learning a lot from that, but tell us a little bit about that one property. How how much was it?
1: 2.5 million, 2.55, 5, 42 townhomes in uh, Henderson, Nevada. And it had, it had been repainted. Um, we had to go and rehab all the insides. So it was about 25% done on the inside. So we, we just now about completed the the rehabs on the inside. And we were just raising the rents, the rents were about 750. And now they're up to 925. And they weren't charging rubs. So now we're charging rubs.
0: Very, very interesting. I have a quick question uh, that just kind of came to mind with the 42 in Henderson, Nevada. It's only 2.55 million, but I think that properties are probably going for uh, pretty good values out there. Just curious if you've ever thought about maybe condoizing those uh, 42 units.
1: I've thought about it. I haven't really researched how to do that or what that entails. Got can it. you do that? I don't know if you can do that on a townhomes, can you? If they're all one flat?
0: We'll see. So I think you can. You just have to rezone and you have to uh, put firewalls up and you have to talk to your city. But just doing the math there, it almost seems like you could could make a few million by just all of a sudden breaking these up and selling them off individually and having a condo association passive income. So it's just, Mm. I don't know if it's going to work or if it can work, but I was curious if you had ever thought about it because it might be a cool strategy.
1: Um, I definitely have not, but I appreciate that. I'm 10x. Getting, 10x. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I
0: love it. Let's go. Okay, so it was it was some uh townhomes, and most of these townhomes were they um that were they right next to each other, just like duplexes,
1: two stories, okay. bedrooms upstairs, kitchen, mm-hmm. and, and living room downstairs, and they had one jo- one wall joining. Awesome, and then they'd have a little gap in between them, and there's 21 sets of two all the way around.
0: Cool. So- how much rehab did you need to get into that? What did you need to do in the first in the beginning? Zero, a couple million?
1: Yeah, we've been we've been taking the money we made and just using that all the way through. So we decided to take that route versus because we didn't have capital to put up front. So we just haven't collected a paycheck off it for as long as we've had it. We've just been just now finishing up the rehabs.
0: Okay. Got it. And so what were the average rents when you when you purchased it? Seven twenty five, seven fifty. What about what about now? Now that you're finishing eight, up with the rehabs,
1: eight ninety nine and thirty five dollar rubs, so nine twenty four, nine thirty four. Great.
0: And yeah. what is what's the cap rate in that area?
1: Ah, uh, it's six and a half right now, and and Henderson, it's it's narrowing down, it's dwindling down. All right,
0: you've raised your equity by one point five million already.
1: Correct. Yeah, we're gonna hold it.
0: It's incredible. I love it. It's quite a, yeah. quite a difference. Uh, 2.5 to 4.0. 4. Awesome. All right. So how about that 33 unit that you purchased after? That was one that you bought just by yourself, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So the 33 unit, where was that?
1: Uh, in Henderson, Nevada. So when you buy properties next to each other, you can use the same property manager and plug in all your systems, which is very helpful. Cuts down a lot of work. It's in Henderson it's 20, not 33 units. It's um, they're all two bedrooms, one stories. A story about that one too. I actually just value out of that. I had an office in the apartments and um, there was an old laundry room and they turned into an office and it had a little break room in the back. And I just got the bids, the plans to do two studios in there and rent them out for $700 a piece. And it's going to cost me 35 K to do that. And at a six and a half cap, that's $140,000 value. So that's $110,000 value out right there.
0: Yeah. So it costs you $35,000 to do it. Correct. But then the, the next month, when you start to cash flow, the value of the property is already $110 over.
1: Correct. Because so, if you go to sell it, it's on the rents. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So let, let's do this. What's the next step for you?
1: Next step is a 125 to 250 unit building. And I'm going to raise some capital for that and it's going to be from 9 our 7 million to 14 million and uh 1970s product and above with some value add like I'm doing now in another state or if the states that I uh, invest in or my partners invest in one of those uh preferably um okay. and then buying more franchises that's kind of another story cool
0: well let's detour it then so <laughs> let's talk about your franchises cuz we mentioned I think we mentioned your Pilates studio right down the street from my office, but what other franchises do you have?
1: I got eight cycle bars, cycle bar franchise, a cycling franchise, and it's under the same umbrella of owners that owns the Pilates studios I own. Club Pilates is the Pilates studio.
0: Okay. And so you have eight cycling and how many Pilates? Three. So what do you like about the franchises? The reason I ask is number one, most franchises are very easy to run they give you all the systems so you're able to make money but a lot of the reason why they do that or after they do that the cap rates are less so it might cost a lot of people that do certain franchises they will only make like 3% on their money or 6% on their money when you in most of your real estate you're making a lot more on your money so that's a question that i have there is are these franchises similar to others that I've heard of where, yeah, you make money, but there, it's not a ton of money. It's just uh it's just a easy money because they've got all the systems in place.
1: Yeah. That's just, that. that's an assumption from a non-franchise owner. Um, okay. that's not the case. Um, I personally like the club Pilates cost me about 150,000 all in to get it started and get it going and actually profiting. And now it's netting $12,000 a month. So it's like a hundred percent return on my cash. They're not easy to run. You can't just turn a key and, and plug and play. Cause that's why a lot of people fail. You have to run a business. You have to be in it. You have to know what you're doing. Uh, it took me a while of losing money to learn what I was doing and you do, I mean, to make a good living, you should own three. That's why they always try to sell you on three pods. If you buy like three restaurants or three, whatever mm-hmm. one's buying you a good job. Two is, two is good. Three's, buying you a lifestyle. But once you have your systems in place, it's really easy to duplicate all the way across the board.
0: All right. And the second thing that I had for you to mention is don't you have to manage it? A lot of franchises that I've uh, heard of or tried to invest in, they say that you need to work there all year for like 50 hours a week at on-site. Are you talking about the Chick-fil-A's? Uh, yeah. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A yeah, uh, and a few ones. others.
1: Yeah. I know McDonald's They make you work every position before you do it. Yeah. This one, you don't have to work. I mean, I have managers that run them. I run my managers from afar. I live in California. Um, I get on the phone with them once a week. Now it's been two years. They're making really good money. Um, and they're managing the studio. I don't know anything that goes on below them. Okay. But that, again, that's hard to do if you only have one studio, cause you're going to pay the manager and you have barely any money to left over.
0: Okay. So why multifamily and franchises?
1: So. Originally, I was doing multifamily. Then I started doing the franchises. Then I found out the franchises are very good cash flow. And that's what was feeding into my multifamily as I was doing value add and stuff like that. And then I had an opportunity to go buy eight more at a discounted price that were failing. And so now I'm treating it as a cash machine so I don't have to raise money eventually and just put all that money in the multifamily.
0: Do you have loans against your franchise businesses?
1: I have one loan, yes. Smaller,
0: but if you wanted to, could you just get go and get a, a business loan or a line of credit to buy more businesses or multifamily?
1: You can once your if your uh, franchise is profiting, you can get a loan against it. Correct.
0: Okay, so with multifamily, they call stable ninety percent for ninety days. What is it in the franchise business? When when can you say I'm going to get a loan against my? franchise? Is it after you've had it for two years or just three profitable months?
1: Uh, I know it's, you have to have it seasoned for a year as an owner and profiting for most of that year. Um, if it's a, if it's a cookie cutter bank like Chase, I mean, they make you fit the bill. If you don't fit it, you're out. But a lot of franchises have lenders they work with. They're a little higher, eight to 10% on the interest rate, but they can get you money pretty easy because they know the product and they trust the product.
0: Very interesting. All right. Are you ready for the final five? All right, let's do it. First, a word from our sponsors. As you know, the annual Best Ever Conference is coming up on February 22nd and 23rd. And I want to see you there and I'll be one of the speakers. This is the third annual Best Ever Conference and it's worth it for your business to come. Got a huge discount for you to use. It's hashtag Blue Spruce. Go to besteverconference.com and use my promo code, hashtag Blue Spruce, to get 25% off. Mr. Kevin Easterly, what's the most creative deal you've ever done?
1: Most creative deal I've ever done was actually in the franchise business. And since I was a proven operator of a franchise, I got the corporate of the franchise to to give me a studio that was failing, not charge me anything and actually pay me for six months worth of operating expenses to run that studio.
0: And real estate wise, there was a cool thing that you did that we'll just bring up one more time for the listener is on that first 57 unit that you closed on you, instead of saying, crap, I can't qualify for a, fan, a Freddie Mac loan. You said, well, how can, how can I qualify? I just need a partner. You got introduced to somebody. They signed on the loan. And then from then on, you were able to sign on your own. So cool stuff. What's a book you recommend?
1: A uh, book I recommend is Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone.
0: Be Obsessed or Be Average.
1: I, I will get you fired up. All right.
0: Think back five years ago. What did it look like? What, were, what was going on in your life five years ago?
1: Five years ago, I believe I had between 10 and 20 units and one franchise.
0: One franchise, 10 units. And where did you see yourself today? Back then, uh, did you see yourself where you are?
1: Never saw myself with 11 franchises, but I did want more units at the time. So I, I couldn't fathom them 100 units. I was going for 50. So I exceeded my expectations. Now my goals are 10x bigger.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, so what does it look like five years from today?
1: Five years from today, I'm going to have 10,000 units and I'm going to have 150 franchises.
0: 150 and 10,000. That's incredible. I love it. And for the listener, notice what he said. Five years from now, I'm going to have. It was not, I'd like to have, or I might be. It was simply, I'm going to have this. And you could tell that those numbers are bigger than most of us think. And that's probably why he wears that hat. So, Kevin, how do you give back?
1: Uh, we do charities for our, um in our franchises. We do them once a month, every franchise we do, and we pick a different charity every single month, and we give all the money back to them, all the proceeds for the class. We charge the riders like a ten dollars fee, come in and support your charity, and then we send it off to the charities. Okay, and my Facebook group is amazing.
0: Tell us about I, Facebook.
1: Yeah, it's uh, if you go to 10 dot kevin dot com, it will take you to my Facebook group and it's amazing in there it's all about how to do franchises from one to 11 franchises i've done all my secrets in there and we also do multifamily and some stuff like and have roundtable conversations and it's no charge just trying to help people and take action and you know have everybody actually do something instead of just go to these seminars and everything and then sit go home and do nothing
0: how old were you when you bought your
1: first fourplex so i was 31
0: okay thanks yeah. for coming on really appreciate it if you no reach out to you how do they find you Uh, You you can
1: email me at kevin at cashflowingassets.com.
0: I super hope that you got a lot of value out of today's episode. And if so, feel free to stop by iTunes and show us some love. And also, let's partner on a deal. You bring the deal, I bring the capital and I bring the management. Or I bring the deal and the management and you bring the capital. Let's grow together and do some big things this year. And remember, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a CPA. So consult your own advisors. Until next time. Think outside the box.